If you ever thought about becoming a freelancer, but wondered if you could make it, you've come to the right place. This is Freelance Cannot Really Make It, the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of being a self-employed freelancer, entrepreneur, whether you're a photographer like me, or a singer, songwriter, poet, artist, clothing designer, whatever the case may be, we discuss all the downs and things that we have to deal with as freelancers, but also the ups, the solution. Welcome. My name is Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson. Let's get on with the show. It's been a minute, man. It has been a minute. I've been busy. I'm always busy. That shouldn't be an excuse, but if you're busy, you understand, right? Welcome back. Let me welcome myself back with a round of applause. You know, matter of fact, I want to give you guys a round of applause just for rocking with me. So here we go. Another round of applause for y'all too. Anyway, with that being said, let's just get to it really quick. This is going to, this is going to be a short one. Just going to get to the point. Everybody's freaking out about AI in a good way. In a negative way, some people are fearful of it. I'll admit I was a little fearful at first, but I was also feel fearful of Instagram back in the day. You know, it's like everybody's using all these phone filters and all that stuff and thinking they're photographers and artists all of a sudden. And after realizing that the filters suck, you know, yeah, I'm going to say it. Filters suck, man. You know, for the women who use the filters... I understand why you would want to use them, but you don't look, you, you do look so much better without them. But I digress. Let me get past the filters that the women use to make themselves look more attractive or make themselves feel more attractive. I'm talking about digital media in terms of us using it as a source of income. You know, I do this as a career. There's a lot of photographers out there, videographers you know, media, social media people, designers that use Photoshop, for example, you know, and AI, especially like chat G GPT and other AI programs. I don't even know the name of all these AI programs, but a lot of these AI programs are generating amazing looking backgrounds and filters and face changing things. I think what's that program called? Linza. Linza was doing pretty good. It was you know, hot. And then it was not, you know, because I can only speculate that it was hot then not because people start to realize that although it does look attractive and it's kind of exciting and all that, it doesn't look real. At the end of the day, I think most people want something that looks like them. And that's not to say that AI generated programs can't do edits to make you still look human. However, what I've noticed is and I spoke with another photographer friend of mine. I was wondering if she was afraid of what AI was going to bring. And she actually helped me corral my thoughts, if you will. Um, the thing about AI is as epic, as dope as it is, as good as it is, it will never, ever have that human touch. It can only do so much, you know, even based off of all the information that we feed these AI machines in order for them to create the images that we do like, it's still a thinking machine. It's a machine, not a person. It'll never have that human touch that other humans want in their edit photo, edited photos, you know, and, and again, that's not to say that it can't do anything good. 
But when you start to really, really, really look closely at some of these AI generated images, sometimes you'll start to notice it's like, okay, this looks great, but that's a little off. And the AI may not be able to fix that. It may not be able to reprocess the image and fix what you think is incorrect because it cannot think. It's a thinking machine, but it cannot think and process like an actual person. If you get where I'm going, if you get where I'm going. But people, on the other hand, if I'm working with a client and I uh, create an image for them based on what they told me and I do it and they're like, oh, this looks great, except can you do this for me and add this to it? Absolutely. Take it back. I open Photoshop up again or whatever program that you like to use. And then I do the personal touches, the special requests that the my client asked for. I don't think any AI generated program can do that. It just cannot think. I've seen other photographer, uh, photoshops, uh, other photographers and Photoshop instructors go through using AI processes in Photoshop multiple times, and it will either overprocess an image to where it doesn't look human anymore, not in a totally, totally bad way, but still the the human elements are gone. Or based on the information that the AI program is reading, it'll generate what it thinks that person should look like when it's trying to recreate or restore an image, for example. The human touch knows, hey, they don't really look like that. That's not their real eye. Their mouth is not like that. That hair is not right. So on and so forth. And again, that's not to bash AI. I think ultimately AI generated images will be an asset to us photographers to use as an additional tool. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, Photoshop, you are taking and altering images, but if you're any good at using Photoshop, you're not hitting the auto buttons. You know, you're not letting the AI take over and do the work for you. You're manually doing the work yourself, you know, and, and that's another thing. Uh, the problem that AI creates is a lot of people, casual users of AI programs and photo editing software, they'll take their phones and use these apps and all that. And they'll hit this magic button and it creates a usable image. That's not to say that it's necessarily bad. However, when they want something better, then they come to people like myself, people like us, but they want us to do it just as fast as AI does it. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. You know, I do a lot of edits, you know, basic edits all the way up to really high end edits. What I've learned is luckily, thankfully, my very high end clients, they truly understand what it takes. And I think they understand what it takes is because they've learned through trial and error, as have some of my clients that have tried to send me iPhone photos or, or Galaxy Note photos. And they're like, these photos look great. And I'm like, yeah, those photos look great on your phone. When you try to print those photos or blow them up on a large monitor, then you get to see the pixelation. You get to see the lack of pixel density in the camera, in the camera sensor. And then you realize it's never going to be as good as a professional camera. And it's never going to look as good as a professional taken photo. The app cannot replace human element, the human touch, the artist's eye. AI cannot replace us, but it can be used as a tool. That same photographer friend of mine I mentioned earlier, um, when we talked about it, I'm like, wow, this work looks great. Background is awesome. She's like, yeah, these AI generated backgrounds are insane. I'm like, wow, I thought you did that. And she's like, nah, I used it, added my own photo to it, made like a composite image, made my photo blend in with the AI generated photo or vice versa, made the AI gen- generated photo blend in with her actual photography and made a beautiful, beautiful image. 
But to a trained eye like mine, I can still see the separation. I can see where the AI uh, uh, ends and her real photo begins. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, for a real picky, discerning eye like mine and yours as well, I'm sure. Sometimes it can be like, eh, this is cool, but eh. but her clients love it. And that's an absolute win. That's a round of applause. You know, this, this is helping her generate these. What's the word? If I can say it correctly, ethereal images. They're, they're not real. They're fantasy images and they're great. It's another photographer out there that uses a lot of 3D editing and 3D rendering programs to blend with his actual photos and makes amazing composite, amazing composite images. But he still has to work hand in hand with the AI. The AI cannot do what he does. It cannot replace what he does. No matter how good it is, no matter how sophisticated it becomes, it will never replace us. So if you're worried about AI putting you out of business, if you're good at what you do and you can show your clients, if you can show your clients the difference between what AI can do and what you can do with the exact same image. Yeah. Initially on upon first glance, the AI generated images like, wow, this is pretty cool. But when you start to go through it and really uh, look at it closely, you know, fine tooth it with a magnifying glass. And, you know, most clients won't necessarily care to do that. That That's not your client that you need to worry about. You may not even need to worry about retaining that client because they don't understand. But for those clients, those high end clients that you land that absolutely understand and know that that image has to be flawless. They know that they cannot rely on AI to do what you can do. You know, um, I'm not going to say any names you know, keep it secret, but I have some pretty high end clients. Thankfully, round of applause to me again. (laughs) I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so humbled that I have these clients and these clients have a very discerning eye and they expect nothing from the best from me. So when they come to me, you know, and sometimes they tell me, yeah, you're one of the best that we have as far as our freelancers go. I, I take that to heart. I'm, I'm so humbled by that. I'm so appreciative about that. And I've been working with them for years and it still makes me feel good to hear that. But they come to me like that because they know I'm going to give them my all. I'm going to fine tooth their image to make sure it is absolutely quote unquote as perfect as it can possibly be. AI cannot replace that. And for people who are not familiar with using AI programs or even the automatic features in Photoshop, if you're not familiar with it and you try it and you think it's easy and you're just like, I'm not going to pay the vendor, I'm going to do it myself. Then you start to get a taste of how frustrating it it can be. I've been doing Photoshop for 18 years and it can be frustrating for me sometimes. And I know the program thoroughly. I don't know everything about it, but I know a whole lot about it. So if a, a seasoned veteran professional career veteran like myself gets frustrated at some of the automatic features in Photoshop. Imagine what the average user has to deal with the casual user, the app user has to deal with. And that's where we stay in business. So if you're questioning, if you can still do this, and if you think you're going to get replaced by AI, start to play with some of these AI programs, see what the AI program can do with a certain image. And then you take that exact same image and see if you can best what the AI did. It may not look as good, but look at the details, the finer points that matter. Because if a client comes to you and they want to use something for their website that the world is going to see closely or something like on a billboard or in a magazine, you are not going to leave that up to AI. Because if you go through it closely, 
with a fine tooth comb with a magnifying glass, you will see flaws. And but please, man, I'm not trying to sit here and be like, uh, don't use AI, trying to uh, reverse psychology everybody into thinking that it's not going to be great or that it's not great because it is absolutely great. But it'll be its greatest if we use it in conjunction with our talent. Don't fear it. Embrace it and use it in conjunction with what you already do and make it better. It'll never be better than us, but you working with it together will make it better collectively. You know, so with that being said, let's give a collective high and a collective handshake and a wave and a smile at somebody who may be going through it that needs it. Pay it forward. It costs you nothing to smile. You smile at, what if you're going through it and you smile at somebody and they smile back? You're not flirting. You're just saying, Hey, I mean, if you want to flirt, you flirt. That's up to you. But just in general, just saying hi to somebody waving, smiling and they say hi back. If you were feeling down and out that high, that smile can completely turn around anything that was going bad in your life. It can be the start of a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. Every smile is a new beginning. Take that with you. And I hope to see you in the next episode, whenever that may be. But I do appreciate you guys for sticking around and we'll be talking again soon.